Hey, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's available on many platforms, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the website, onemanpodcast.com. Please like and subscribe. It's 100% free. And while you're at it, give it a rating and leave a review. I'd super appreciate it. To follow us on the socials, search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. That'll give you some bonus content. Finally, to get in touch, please send your email to contact at onemanpodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Hi, this is Rick Mercer. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Hey, it's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number one fucking hundred for uh, Friday, April 12th, 2019. Should be uh, should be Wednesday, but it's not. Uh, I was uh, I fell sick, okay? Welcome, onesies. We made it. 100 episodes together. This is the final episode of the one man. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you imagine just made it to 100 and then quit? Oh, man. Guys, I uh, lots, lots and lots and lots to talk about this episode, okay? So uh, buckle up. Get ready for it. We're going to be talking about three interviews I did about my being sick. I just planned a trip. I've got a bunch of new promos in the works. And, oh my God, for the first time in some time, I will be reading your emails. Thank you very much for everyone who submitted an email. I really do appreciate it. I will be reading them a little later on the episode. Sorry, you can hear the sheet shuffling. So many uh, so many interview, or sorry, emails to read that I have to, uh, I can't tape it down to the desk like I normally do. I got to keep it loose so I can read them on the fly. But I'll try not to fiddle with them too much during the episode because I know that drives you guys crazy. Um, yeah, all sorts of fun stuff. So let me start with one of the big ones. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start with some kind of a positive roller coaster. It's gonna go up and down, and then we're just gonna get on to some other fun shit. Okay. So listen, one of the things I didn't want to jinx by telling you guys is uh, I booked my interview finally after over a year being on their standby list because their hiring was frozen. I received my invitation via email to interview for Shopify. So very, very exciting stuff. Um, I am going to be sipping periodically on a Perrier here. I took out my internet teeth (coughs) for you guys just because I'm still hoarse. I'm still dry. And the more I talk straight, it just dries me out. Like, I'm sure you've all been in that situation where like, it feels like something hits you in the back of the throat and you just go flat dry. Like you lost your voice entirely, you know, don't know what happened. Well, I I got that like constantly. I will be slurping away. Sorry to those of you who don't like it. I really do need it this time though. So I got invited, 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 I got invited to do the Shopify, what they call life story interview. So. After sitting on their list for over a year, they gave me the interview and that would have happened on, uh, I think Wednesday of last week. As a matter of fact, yeah. So I I actually recorded the previous episode early. So I've actually had a few more things happen uh, in between, but again, I'll get to those things. So Shopify sends me, uh, you know, an email. I, uh, I set up the appointment for Wednesday in the afternoon. All right. Cause I figure by afternoon I'll, I'll get into my day a little bit and it's just, they want to talk to me and get to know me. It's not so much about resume and how would you react to this situation and yada, yada, yada. It was basically just, Hey, who are you? When did you start working? Tell us about the, some of the jobs you've had and what makes you tick? What are you into? Why Shopify? Like some, some fun stuff. And I'll be honest with you. I was nervous 
but I felt really good rapport with, uh, with the woman on the, uh, the other end of Skype. So it was a visual face to face interview. And, um, it, it went, you know, near the end, I was starting to feel like, oh shit, now we're running out of time. Uh, we actually went over our time, but you know, she was, she was cool. She was like, don't worry. Like everything's going great. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm just, I go, I talk about myself, you know, about just what happened in the previous week for more than two hours sometimes. So it's going to be, uh, I go, it's hard for me to tell you my entire life story in 40 minutes because I, I take forever to talk. My lovely listeners of my podcast are aware of that. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. <clears throat> it's going to be rough, but I'm getting you the episode. So, um, I did the interview and I, I was like, okay, well that, that was awful. I'm like, I think I just bombed that. I think I was so, you know, anxious and nervous that, that the woman probably thinks I'm crazy and, and that's it. So, all right, no worry to, no need to worry about their second phase of the interview. The, uh, the dreaded gauntlet. I'm like, I probably didn't even move past. Well, not even an hour later, um, I received an email inviting me to take place in the gauntlet. So my thing was, I'm like, oh, I don't think I did well. I don't expect to move on at all. And then I got the invitation to move on. I was like, oh my God. So I booked that for Monday uh, afternoon. I wanted a few days to get ready to to prep for some things. So I decided I would do that Monday afternoon. Um, things have happened since then. I'm not going to just go in linear order. I'm just going to keep telling you this story. So um, I actually, uh, I'll, I'll, tell you at least a short version of my friend, Jess, uh, and, uh, and Nick, Nick Perron, who is, uh, one of my touch and goes recently, uh, Jess used to work for Shopify and, uh, I, I reached out to her and said, Hey, I got to do my gauntlet soon. I would love to get together and maybe just pick your brain about how is this going to go? What can I do to best prepare myself for this, uh, this upcoming feat? So, uh, Jess and Nick came over and we hung out. I'll tell you more about that hangout because it was kind of fun. Um, but Jess basically, you know, gave me some ideas of things to study. She gave me some web pages and things like that to have ready that would help me find some of the answers to the questions I would get on the gauntlet, right? Because the gauntlet is to basically, it's a tech support job that I was interviewing for. So the whole idea of the job is sometimes you're doing chat support. Sometimes you're doing phone support. Sometimes you're doing email support. <clears throat> and they'll even tell you that one of the things they look for is just resourcefulness. They, how good are you at Googling answers and things like that? Because at the end of the day, we're just trying to get the people to answer the need. We're not trying to be super rigid or on a script or anything like that. So I said, cool. Jess gave me some pages, said, here's some resources from Shopify's thing. These should help you out, study it out, and then start, you know, downloading and playing around with your, uh, with your 14 day trial of the Shopify app, which I had done day of my life story interview. Um, but again, you'll, you guys will find out more. So, um, Monday comes and actually just, in, uh, offered to get together with me and help run me through, um, some of the little tests that they would do in the gauntlet. So I got together with Jess, I picked her up, brought her over to the house, her and I sat down, she ran me through some things and then, uh, and then my gauntlet came. So Jess was really cool. She actually, we ran trials right up to the beginning of the gauntlet and then she went outside, uh, you know, and hung out in the back porch um, and I, I did my gauntlet. Um, so it, it was, it was crazy. Like the, the, they started off with chats and what they did was they had me doing two, two chats at the same time. So the way it worked was, um, I logged in basically at two separate window, like internet tabs open 
And each one, it was, it's like if you've ever been on your internet, on your computer, and you're, you're dicking away on a website and you hear blue ding, like you hear the Facebook chat thing. Like, so you switch back over to your Facebook tab because you know someone's messaging you on Facebook. It was like that, only two separate windows, and they're telling you to leave your sound on so that you can respond and communicate with one person. And then basically you're, you're doing two different troubleshoots at the same time for two different customers. But here's the thing. You also don't know the job. So, so they're doing it like, you know, the job and they're like, okay, so, uh, you know, they, they assured me before sort of be bouncing all over the map. I just want to make sure I give the right context, the right place <coughs> and die coughing the whole time. Um, so I was actually still very sick at the time. And I told them a little under the weather, but, uh, they were saying to me throughout during the life story interview during, you know, beforehand ch chatting with the rep is like, it's, we're not, we don't expect you to know how to do the job having never done it. We just want to see how resourceful you can be and how you manage the situation. So here's the thing. They, they message me. I asked, I speak to one person. I, I respond. I'm, I'm being a little friendly. I'm like, yeah, let me get an answer to your question. And I pull up the pages right there. And the other person comes in. Okay, no problem. I, let me, what kind of products do you sell? Whatever. So you're basically chatting with two people and looking for answers for two different people at the exact same time. So that's a lot of multitasking for me, especially considering I've never done, you know, that kind of job before at the same time too, like you'd think multitasking would be a train thing. Nowhere in my resume was I'm like, oh yeah, I, uh, I do multiple chat rooms at the same time. You know, I'm a, I'm a chat queen. So, uh, yeah, sorry. There's gonna be a lot of this. This is the pace of the episode. It'll be chat, 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 cough, cough, chat, 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 sip, sip, chat, 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 cough, cough, chat, 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 sip, sip. So I'm basically burning my throat with the cough and then putting out the fire with, uh, these delightful little, uh, strawberry kiwi Perrier's that I got at, uh, Costco yesterday. Hmm free plug for them. There's only 60 calories per can. <laughs> uh, what do we got in this? Five milligrams of sodium, 13 grams of carbohydrates, 12 grams of sugar. It's probably too much. Oh, well it's working right now. Boy tells you. So, um, bang, bang, boom. I actually get the answers right. Um, for both customers, right. Thank them very much and, uh, and move on with my, my day. Um, so again, with no training whatsoever, then the next question is, uh, the call. So the guy's like, I will call you back. He gave me some feedback. He's like, just, you, he's like, you, you need, definitely need to chat a little more with the customers. Uh, and maybe ask them a little earlier on what kind of product they do, even though the questions were about shipping and, uh, and other such stuff. So again, like I've never done this job before. I got the answers right. And I did it under, under time. Um, then, uh, then what, um, so, uh, blah, 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 blah. And of course you guys heard me on Wednesday, how I sounded. I sounded worst, worst, worse on Monday, um, on the phone and whatnot. So I just told him I'm, I'm a little sick as long as you don't mind me coughing a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to plow through this. So the, he goes, I'm going to give you a phone call. Um, and we're gonna do the same thing. It's going to be just a, a question tech support. You got to help me out. I was like, yeah, no problem. So he, he goes, ready to go. Yeah, cool. He's like, I'm calling now. <coughs> he calls. He's like, Hey man, my name's Jeff and I'm trying to figure out this, uh, international, you know, payments thing. I've got my, my business all set up. Now I'm just trying to get my payments for my, my mugs that I sell online. How do I do it? And I'm like, Oh, cool. Um, and I remember Jess telling me that only like certain countries, like you just set up with your credit card. If you're, if you're outside of like North America, you need a special like transfer system. So luckily she had said that because otherwise I'd be looking for like payment options and stuff. <coughs> And I wouldn't have even thought to ask the guy, Hey, by the way, where are you? Where's your business? Where are you located? The guy's like, Oh, I'm in Mexico. 
so lucky, luckily that, you know, uh, sparked uh, a thing that she had told me and I found the, the conversist and the guy was like, oh man, that sucks. He was super nice and everything, but he's like, oh man, that sucks. Like really, that's the only thing, that's the only thing that I can do. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. You have to use one of these like gateway companies here, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I didn't say no, but obviously like as the trainer is testing me, my brain's going like, no. Um, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. That's, that's uh, currently the only thing I go, but you know, the good news is you do move back to California. You're back to the regular system with just popping your credit card number and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right, I go, but I send you the resources. Take a look at this. It's going to get, help you everything out. I suggest the two checkout one, blah, 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 blah. He's like, all right, man. Well, it was nice talking to you. I go, nice talking to you too, man. I'm like, don't, don't, don't give up. Just do this. You got this done. Boom. And then back to the chat and he goes, great call, man. And I go, oh, I feel sorry for that guy. I'm like, he seems kind of bummed. He's like, yeah, but you're not going to be able to help every person with the answers that they want. Sometimes they're just going to have to go with the system that we have in place. I'm like, all right. But he's like, great job. Cool. Anyways, great job on your, your thing. The last section I'm going to give you is a, uh, it was basically like a, like a problem email, but I have to fill it up in like Google things. So it's like the idea is that you get an email from somebody with their, with their problem. And then you have to email them back and answer it. They said, but your, your email response has to come uh, within 15 minutes. So I'm like, okay, fuck. And then they, I can't try to remember what the question was. The question, oh, the question was somebody's getting a charge back on their account and they don't know why she said my, my products look almost exactly like the pictures I have on my, on my website. <coughs> what am I getting chargebacks for? So I sent her an email back with links to why you would get chargebacks, how to fight a chargeback. And just to say that if you, uh, if you have a certain like protection plan on the account, it'll protect against chargebacks. I even mentioned you do want to make sure though, first and foremost, before chargebacks occur that, that if your, uh, images are on your website, that they are identical to the product you're selling and not pretty close to just in case. So I sent all that. I sent the email under time and that was it. So I'm like, great. I, I'm confident that I paid attention to the emails that I caught all the little details. I caught their questions, blah, 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 blah. <coughs> I talk way too fast. Maybe if I just slow it down. Um, yeah, I was in a big coughing fit too before I started the podcast. So my, my voice is extra rough right now. Um, so anyways, I felt like it went great. I, uh, I, I, I went out and I got just afterwards. I'm like, I got everything in time. She's like, that's awesome. Um, we hung out, we chatted. She asked me what they asked me. I, I showed her the chat conversations that we had had, you know, cause the windows were still open and she's like, I think you did great. She's like, you fucking nailed it. She goes, honestly, if you didn't don't get the job, then I shouldn't have been an employee there either because that's, she goes that you did great. You, you did everything the way it should have been done. I'm like, amazing. So I go to bed, wake up the next day and, uh, and Jason gets a call from, from them to check my references. I'm like, Oh, this sounds amazing. I go, the, the fact that they're, they're calling my references, you know, the day after my gauntlet, you know, test, I'm like, that's, that's great. Why would you, why would they be calling my references if I failed that part? I'm like, this seems great. And then Jay's like, uh, he tells me afterwards, he's like, yeah, they were asking about you and they asked me what their weaknesses are, you know, and I tried to make it sound like he had at least, at least one weakness. And I was like, okay. And he goes, well, I was telling them how, like, you know, like you're so ambitious, you're always looking forward. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I just want you to just do this job the way it is now. Like, I don't want you to look ahead, just, just do this job. And I'm like, that sounds like I don't do the jobs you tell me to do, Jay. He's like, no, no, it sounds like you're ambitious. I'm like, no, if, it's, if you're telling someone to do the job and they're not thinking about it, they're thinking about something else, that sounds like they don't do the job. He's like, no, no, it sounds like you're ambitious. Well, I'm not putting everything on Jay by any means because I had other references that I know wouldn't say something stupid like, I just want them to do the job that they have and they're not doing it. What I think Jay meant by that too is it's funny because like, Jay's the kind of guy 
good friend of mine, whatever, but he's very like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And not very, Hey, we should, how do we innovate and increase? Like, let's put it this way for a decade that absolute comedy was running. Um, they had uh, their, their reservation system was a binder that the pages would go into. People would hand write a reservation at the end of the day. Somebody would hand that binder to someone else at the end of that. Like, you know what I mean? And at the end of the night, sometimes someone would have to drive across the city to drop the binder off to someone else. If that binder got lost, <coughs> excuse me, all reservations would be lost. But that was a system, a one physical database with everything in it, handwritten reservations. <coughs> Fuck. Guys, we're 15 minutes in and I'm, I'm starting to fall apart. Let's see if we make it. Mm -mm. So I just remember it's funny because like it took 10 years for Jason to put change his system to an online reservation system that everyone could access from a database. And it was, it wasn't until myself and the developer were using it to sell tickets to shows like my hilarious bastards and stuff like that, that Jason was finally like, Oh, okay. I see the system. And he was willing to implement it. Like I, I usually have to drag Jay kicking and screaming into a better system than the one that he's using. So when Jay talks about me being ahead and looking ahead and being ambitious in his head, that's what he's thinking of is that I'm always looking ahead. He's like, no, no, just do it this way. I'm always trying to innovate a task and make it better. That's what he was trying to say. Instead, he goes, Josh is always looking ahead at other jobs. And I'm just like, just do the job that you have now. And anyways, so about an hour after that call, I'm sitting in front of the computer doing some work and I get the email. Start off my day Tuesday, still sick. My voice is still cracked, still not feeling well. And I get the email from Shopify saying, oh my God, Josh, thank you so much for the opportunity to get to know you. Our whole team loved your your life story and you did very well in the gauntlet. Unfortunately, at this time, uh, we're pursuing other candidates. Uh, please know we don't make this decision lightly, yada, 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 yada. Um, they were like, you know, we invite you. She said, "We there's not a whole lot of other job positions right now that I feel like you'd be suitable for. Um or that are similar to the guru rule, but I, I strongly urge you to reapply in six months. And, um, and I, I sent back an email thanking her very graciously for the opportunity. Um, you know, and then I try again in six months, but I'm going to tell you guys this. All right. I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm never going to advocate anyone give up or anything like that. But, uh, I, I'll be honest with you guys in terms of all the interviews and stuff I've done in the last while while chatting with you. <clears throat> I really, really worked hard on this one. I studied, I, I, you know, I slept and I made sure that I spent, you know, full days reading, uh, you know, um, um, resources and I watched some webinars for it and I played around with their, their platform so I could get better at it. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> shy of that life story one. I, you know, I really felt good about everything that I had done with them, my references, everything like that. And, uh, I'll be honest with you. I left it all out there. You know, I didn't, I didn't hold back. I didn't, I don't feel like there was places where I fucked up that I really could have done better. Um, I feel like I, 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 I did the best that I could, you know, right. Which is all anyone can ever ask from you. And if that wasn't good enough for them, then, then I'm not good enough for the job. And you know what? In six months, maybe there'll be less qualified people that I'll go up against, but then it's a matter of just, you know, taking what you can get, you know? And I, uh, as much as I'm pushing myself mentally to like find relationships and be with people in my life that, that actually want me and not just going, well, 
you know, this person will accept parts of me or whatever it is. Like I'm, I'm done with accepting anything other than, you know, Hey, I want you or whatever it is. So I'm just saying, uh, I gave my best and that wasn't good enough. Um, if they don't want me totally cool, that's what I had to offer. And I'm, I'm, I'm done in six months. I'm not going to be any better at, at multitasking chat windows or anything like that. If that's where I failed. Um, but, uh, I'll tell you, I, for someone who's never done the job before, I fucking crushed it. And I, I don't, I really don't go around tooting my own horn that much. All right. I really don't like I'm, I, I will give myself pats on the back, but in terms of just outright confidence, I was terrified going in and on the back end of it, I was like, that's pretty goddamn good considering that I've never done this job before. The questions are every kind of question that you can have a tech support for a tech app, you know, website building job, you know, they were like, we don't care if you get the answers right. We just want to know how you, how you get to them and, and how resourceful you are. Well, I, I was great. I gave every customer multiple different options for solutions and things like that. They even had a customer. Here's the thing. <coughs> they even had one of the customers on the chats that wanted to cancel his account. And because he was used to selling on uh, Etsy, which let's just for safer, for purposes of explanation, he was trying to sell on Amazon and then he made a Shopify account and he wasn't selling as much. <coughs> Jesus Christ, it's getting dry. So if you're selling on Amazon, Amazon advertises Amazon's websites and it advertises its products and things like that. And when you sell on Amazon, Amazon takes a cut of your sale, right? Because they're creating your platform. When you go on Shopify, you're paying a monthly subscription and you sell your own products. You drive your own traffic, everything like that. So this guy wasn't getting as many sales and it's because it was a different platform. So right away, I knew what the issue was. You know, he was, he wasn't getting as much traffic driven to him because he didn't have advert, you know, Amazon's advertising dollars pushing people to their website. Um, and at the same time, I'm also in a sales experience. So when someone says, Hey, I want to cancel, you don't just go, okay, here's how you cancel, right? You try to talk them out of, you try to find out why do they want to cancel, which I did. He wasn't selling as much. Then you try to figure out, is there a way that I can help save this customer? So I actually send him a resource to the blog on how to help market and promote yourself, some different options in terms of marketing and an explanation of why he was having a difficulty. And then the guy's like, just, I, I he's like, I just got to go. So can you send me the links? I go, absolutely. Boom, 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 boom. Gave him everything he wanted. And so like, like I can't imagine anyone who no sales background, Right. If you're just a tech guy to be like, oh no, I know how to save, save sales. Anyways, I, I, I really thought that I showed initiative, helping customers, good attitude, trying to save sales, not lose, you know, uh, clients anyways. So yeah, got the email shot down and I'll be honest guys, that was a huge, huge kick in the chest. Um, so after getting that still feeling very, very sick, um, I didn't have it for you. I didn't have a, a podcast. That was Tuesday that I got that email and, uh, I, I didn't have it. I didn't have it to give you episode hundred. So I do apologize for that. I hope, uh, I hope you understand. Also, like I said, there's a lot of other things <coughs> that I wanted to get ready. There's some uh, little things that I've, I've done a little bit of editing on. Um, I've been crazy busy, <coughs> Fuck, sick on top of it. Hmm. It's going to be rough guys. So, um, yeah, that's that. So that, that Shopify job that I've been hoping for, for anyone who doesn't know, I would have been uh, doing tech support. It's a nice 45 K a year job. 
um, like including the the bonus sort of thing. They give you it's 40k plus they give you a, a bonus 5k every year to sort of use as you see fit. So 45k, you work from home or anywhere that you are in the country. So it would have been a great uh, job to do during the day, no matter where I was. So I could travel to do stand up. I'm not taking time off work to travel. I can do it anywhere in the country. Um, and it would have been a really nice, secure kind of, Hey, guess what? You know where your paycheck is coming from and you can go fucking chase comedy at the same time. Would have been great not to be, I sat on that perspective for, sorry, that prospect for over a year. So every time I did an air Canada job or something like that, I'm like, you know what? As soon as the hiring unfreezes at Shopify, they're going to give me a, uh, an opportunity. And, uh, I had followed up with them a few times. They had still said, yep, still frozen. The second it's done, we're good. So it was a surprise to get the email. Um, and then, uh, and then a huge letdown to get that final email saying, you know, Hey, not right now, but next time that I'm so in my head, no, I'm not going to put myself through it again, because I'll be honest with you guys. <clears throat> I, uh, it's getting hard. It, it really does kick the shit out of my self-esteem every time I go to, to apply for one of these jobs and I don't get it. Now, obviously this would have been the best job that I had applied for in some time, but, uh, all these different jobs, man, that are, that are, you know, like the, the air Canada one that I went to, that was entry level minimum wage. When they turned me down, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So like, it's really, um, it's tough, man. And it's getting scarier and scarier. I'm doing lots of great activations and stuff and I make some good money, but there's zero security. You know, I, I, I remember earlier today I was looking at my calendar and, uh, and it was like, man, like after this week, you know, there's a couple comedy gigs and then the calendar's just kind of blank for a while. There's a, there's a couple of days in Montreal coming up, but it's just, uh, it's just fucked. You know, you're, you're looking at like, you know, money's coming in now, but then you look ahead just a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks and it's like, fuck, it's starting to quiet. So I'm constantly on the ball booking shit and putting things back on. And so it's just, there's zero security, you know, <coughs> would be nice. Really would be nice. Excuse me. <coughs> ah, yeah. Hope off on it cleans that out for you. <coughs> I wish I could clean up my sinuses, huh? By the way, sorry if anybody's tuning in for the first time to this. I apologize. I'm not always sick, coughing, hacking, and bitching and complaining. That's why I'm trying to get this out of the way early. Getting a sad story out of the way first. So, yeah, like I said, it's uh, it's tough, gang. It's really tough to uh, to keep picking my head up after these things. But the, you know, the Shopify one, I was able to take a few of those other little kicks because I'm like, you know what? Still got the Shopify one. And uh, and now I don't. Now I don't. And I'm I'm not done. But I'll tell you, it's just kind of like, what? What now? Um, I'm, uh, I'm toying again with the idea of moving to Toronto, um, just to, to push harder at standup because standup's got to start paying the bills, um, on its own. It pays a lot of them, but it doesn't pay everything. And, uh, and it's been hard lately to get stage time in Ottawa for, for working on new shit. You know, I'm getting lots of paid gigs, but the paid gigs, you can't go and fuck around and potentially, you know, lose the crowd or, or bomb because they're paid fucking gigs. You know, they gotta, you gotta bring your A shit. So um, it's been tough to get spots lately. There's all sorts of visitors and, and people working on this, that, and the other. So, you know, all the, the single open spots at the club are, are taken. It's tough. So I'm like, you know what? I need to be able to go to a city where I'm, I can get on stage every night and work on something new where there's enough industry where I can actually work on my craft and, and get better at it. And, uh, I know that the, the BA companies that I work for, the marketing companies, they actually have way more shit in Toronto, way more work. So I actually reached out to them. And they were like, yeah, if you move to Toronto, we have shitloads more work for you. So 
it's something that I'm, I'm toying with. It's scary because Toronto's immediately more expensive. So it's one of those things where I'm like, am I going to be working, you know, infinitely more just to pay the bills? I was in that rut, you know, three, four years ago <coughs> where I was $2,400 a month, you know, before buying groceries, uh, just in bills. So I was working every day doing shit. I hated Uber delivering pizzas, everything just to pay my bills. I finally get the bills paid the month would end, And then it's time to start all over again. You know, some people, I'm sure some of my listeners, you guys are in that boat and it fucking sucks, but it sucks. Not when you're doing the job you love or whatever, but when you're ugh, fuck, I, I, I don't want to bitch too much, but we're talking six o'clock in the morning, getting up to drive Uber, finishing at two, come home, shower, change, maybe have a quick bite. And then at work for four, four o'clock to deliver pizzas until one o'clock in the morning, <clears throat> you know, getting five hours sleep. It's, it's garbage. You know, you're trying to have a relationship or, or exercise or something like that. When you're working those kind of days, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I wasn't happy. It was miserable. And, um, yeah, I don't ever want to, I don't want to go back to that. I'm not in a hurry to run back to that. I got a pretty decent thing going, you know, with where I'm at, but you know, Jay's not going to live forever and, and, uh, I don't want to have roommates forever. I'd love to be able to, you know, have a family at some point. So gotta, gotta start chasing that dream a little bit more. Turn the, turn the, the dream chasing treadmill up from two to, to five, you know, there's still a lot faster you can go, but let's turn it up from fucking two to five. All right. So the Toronto, uh, prospect is, is becoming more real. Um, but again, before I just go diving into what could be a terrifying, expensive thing, I want to. Excuse me. <coughs> Start developing a few better habits uh, beforehand, you know, like writing every day and shit. So whatever. First, first half hour of the podcast. You now you're caught up to to date with what's going on with uh, with Shopify. I did the interview. I left it all out there. Uh, you know, I didn't hold back, and uh, it wasn't good enough. <laughs> no, but it's it is what it is. So at least I know now, right? So that's done moving forward with life. Um, I'm going to take a couple swigs of this thing here and let me, uh, let me throw in my first little, just the first little fucking another little, uh, little temporary plug. Hey, some of the, some of the pleasures that I've had the interview of chatting with over these, these past, you know, years working up to a hundred episodes. I'll have a a couple throws in the episode. I'm K Trevor Wilson from TV's letter, Kenny, and you're listening to the one man podcast. Yeah. Some, great times with those people. <coughs> Excuse me. So I was telling you guys about how, uh, last week started early, right? I recorded the podcast on Monday. Did you guys know that on Tuesday morning, I was sitting in front of the computer, uh, the previous Tuesday, like after episode 99, <coughs> this isn't going to go well. I, I can already feel it getting tighter and tighter. And, and you know, it's pathetic. I was coughing like crazy. My lungs are seizing up me. I never use my blue Ventolin like ever, maybe twice a year. And I was just such a fucking hack, hack, cough, cough. I'm looking for my Ventolin, can't find it. And finally remember, I'm like, oh, I packed it when I went to LA. Like that's basically, that was October. So that was the last time I even considered using Ventolin. Okay. So I find my travel bag, pull it out and I go to prime and I always shake it. It feels like there's nothing in it. I go to scrape it and it's like, like, like nothing comes in. I'm like, great. So I'm like, if I actually had an, an actual asthma attack or something like that, I'd be fucked right now. <coughs> so anyways, cough, cough, hack, hack, live my life. So, uh, yeah, on, on Tuesday morning, I wake up a couple weeks back and, uh, 
working away on the computer. I get this email saying, thank you for your McDonald's purchase. McApp, McD's app purchase. I'm like, what the fuck? Click on the little notification box, brings up the email. And uh, it's like, here's your mobile order receipt. And I look and it's like a fucking Danish, a strawberry smoothie, a coffee and a egg McMuffin or whatever. I'm like, what the fuck? And it said it was in like Montreal. So I thought it was a phishing email at first, except later, like further down the, uh, the email, it shows the, the last four digits of the credit card. I'm like, that's, that's my fucking credit card number. <coughs> so immediately I'm like, what the fuck? So I go to my, my online banking and I take a look at my credit card and sure enough, that pending charge is the exact same charges they're pending. So I'm like, this is fucked up because it wasn't telling me my car. Well, it, it was, but it wasn't like, you know, you used your car to McDonald's. It was like you used the McDonald's app to log in and order mobile through the app at McDonald's. And it just, the app has your credit card on file. <coughs> Fuck me guys. If there's something I could do to stop this coughing, I swear to God, I would do it. It's just nonstop. It fucking hurts so bad. And it's almost involuntary. So sorry. Um, it is getting frustrating now. Keep the anger down, Josh. Keep the anger down. Calm, calm. So, uh, yeah, it's basically somebody got my McDonald's app login and password. And here's the fucked up thing. I don't remember ever ordering from the app. Like I used the app re like frequently before, right? When I was doing all the driving in the morning, I would get drive through McDonald's, but I would use the app for coupons. You know what I mean? Like they'd have coupons and stuff on it, but I don't recall ever putting my credit card number in it. I might have when I was sitting on my account just in case, but I don't, rec I've never made a mobile app and I've never shared my fucking, you know, Hey, download the McDonald's app. I'll give you my login. Why the fuck would I do that? You know what I mean? Especially not to anyone in Montreal, you know? So I call my credit card company and I go, yeah, that's uh, not a real thing. I, I was not in Montreal. I go, I'll prove it. It was the order was 10 minutes ago and I'm in Ottawa. <laughs> so I'm like, I've never, you know, haven't invented a new type of, you know, teleportation that can get me from there to here in this long. So <coughs> it's not me. So they said, okay, we're going to cancel your card right away. Uh, you'll get the new one in seven, 10 business days. I'm like, that doesn't really work for me. I'm like, I've got, you know, hotels to book and shit like that for some upcoming shows. I can't really not have my credit card. Plus there's, you know, fees and shit that are not fees, but transactions and stuff, pre prepaid shit, you know, that comes off the card. I go, I can't, I can't have you cancel my, my card and be without it for 10 days. They're like, well, we can curry your, you one that will take two business days, but it's a, you know, $35 charge. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't want to pay that either. <clears throat> I go, two days is great, but I'm not, not forking out 35 bucks just to get my card. And they go, well, since it's a fraud thing and it's not like you lost it, we'll waive the charge for you. Amazing. I thoroughly appreciate that. So, uh, Anyways, uh, but I said, can you reverse the charge? And she goes, not yet because the charge is still pending. We can't reverse or sorry, dispute a charge until it's posted. I said, all right. So she goes, by the time you get the card, the charge will be posted. Give us a call back and we'll dis we'll put it into dispute for you. And I go, okay, I can live with that. Uh, the card actually came the next day, came the next day. I, I remember taking a UPS envelope out of the, I think it was UPS envelope out of the mail slot and, uh, you know, and it's got like Josh Williams. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it was thin, right? So I was like, what the fuck? Open it up. It's my credit card. So I'm like, oh, activate. Cool. And I go, well, the card's here. I'm going to call the credit card company back. Call the credit card company. And they said, uh, 
I go, I want the 1694 reverse or whatever. They go, well, sir, I can't reverse that because it's still not posted. I go, oh, I go, I'm not calling back in. If like, what I go, you can't just reverse it or, or whatever. I go, is it, he goes, I'm not going to make you call back. So we're gonna have it disputed. And I go, oh, like you're going to make it so it automatically gets disputed. Like I don't have to call you back. He goes, no, sir, I, I can't do that. But he goes, here's what I can do for you. He goes, I can't, I can't reverse that charge. But what I can do is I can actually reverse your last month's interest charges and uh, that'll give you back $144, blah, 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 which is which more than covers the $16.94 McDonald's. Is that fair? And I go, fuck yeah. <coughs> you're going to pay me $140 to shut the fuck up about $16. Yeah, you're the worst negotiator ever, but definitely sold a uh, deal. It's like, you know, we'll do it 60-40. Oh, no deal. We'll do it 70-30. No, no, you already said that. Anyways. Ah, drink, 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 cough, cough, cough. So yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting thing. I'm still particularly weirded out about how the fuck did someone get my McDonald's app login and password. Um, but you know, uh, the light as long as my credit card company keeps taking care of me when shit like that happens. Ah, let the little internet fat fuck scallion trolls that are running around trying to ruin everyone's life. Let them, let them have their fun. I hope they die of testicular tongue cancer. Uh, I don't know if that's a thing. If you can get cancer that's connected to your testicles and your tongue It'd be great if it was just one big tumor that's stuck between your tongue and your testicles um on the outside not on the inside no one would see it you know um yeah that's a weird thing to say josh <coughs> so sorry guys um yeah another thing uh tuesday night thursday night whatever fucking night it was when, uh, when Jess first came over with Nick, we actually played something, uh, we sat in the back porch all together, uh, you know, having a, having some smokes and some drinks. I actually smoked on a cigar, smoked on a cigar. I smoked a cigar and, uh, it was particularly big. I'd actually picked it up while I was doing my blue activation, uh, doing the, 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 the e-cigarette stuff. I actually, one of the shops that I went to was a really nice cigar shop. I couldn't help myself. I picked up a cigar and I had, uh, had some, some scotch there. And, uh, you know, which could have led to, uh, you know, smoking and drinking and then waking up the next day, uh, with a fucking cough and sickness, but I digress. Um, when we came inside, we actually, Nick brought his PlayStation and, uh, and a game called, uh, well, actually a Jackbox set. It's, I think it's called, you know, you don't know Jack or whatever it is, but the whole set is called Jackbox and the game is like trivia and party games and things like that. But instead of playing them with a controller, you actually play them with your smartphone. So you go to the game. And uh, on your phone, you go to like a website and you enter in the code for the game. And then everyone sort of jumps into that game, but you're playing on your phone. So some games ask you questions. Some games you play sort of like a Mad Lib thing. Everybody sort of votes for who their favorite is. Some games, you you know, it's kind of like find the, find the spy amongst you kind of thing. <coughs> but anyways, it's, uh, it was a fun, a bunch of different games. It was fun. We had a good time. Um, I, I've seen them at the uh, Gray Bar Christmas party that I do. They played that the previous year, and I thought it was really, really cool. And then so when Nick asked if, uh, if I wanted him to bring it over, I'm like, yeah, I saw them playing it. That seems really, really cool. Let's do that. So uh, myself, Simon, Jess, Nick, Jason, and Colin were all playing that. It, was, it got pretty intense. Jason was really – he was the worst player by far. Um, Jason fancies himself incredibly smart and, and skilled and competitive, um, but he was by far the worst player, um, by far knew the least, 
by far the least attentive by far like and it was funny because he was he was actually so bad at it that at one point he had to get he had got up and walked out of the room because it like the particular game we're playing was not like a trivia game and even the trivia games he got the worst score at. but uh it was funny um had a good time all right do another throw throw to someone else <laughs> Hey, it's Krista Allen. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. <clears throat> Fuck. I'm not going through this and editing out all my coughs. I'm so sorry. Maybe, you know, for the fucking 500th episode, I'll re-release this with the coughs edited out of it. Out, edited out of it. That's a fucking tongue twister, eh? And it keeps swallowing just because everything keeps seizing up on me. <clears throat> so Saturday, full-blown sick. Wake up. Don't want to hungry, but don't have the energy or the strength to get up and cook. So I downloaded the skip the dishes app, which is like Uber eats. It's actually, I think the Uber eats before Uber eats. And, uh, and I'm like, you know what, since I haven't used that app before, if I download it, I'm sure there's like a promo code where I'll save some money off the first one. So I did that. I ordered, uh, actually ordered three subway sandwiches, not to all be eaten at once. All right. I'm not a fucking animal, but it was annoying. Cause it's like, you save $7. On your first order. I'm like, amazing. I will have a Subway sub, please. That should cost me like five bucks with the delivery. You know what I mean? Seven bucks off the sub. I'm like, I, I get like the $7.99 subs. So I'm like, give me that. Right? Buck for the thing. Buck 99 for delivery. A couple bucks tip. That's going to cost me five bucks sandwich to my door. No work. So I punch in the thing and it's like, you only have to spend another, you know, $7 to get free delivery, like to get your $7 off. I'm like, you have to spend 15 to get seven off. That's bullshit. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Just give me a second sandwich. I'll eat it later in the day and uh, do that. And, uh, and then it's like, congratulations. You only have to get six more dollars to get free delivery. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <coughs> so I order three fucking sandwiches. I'm like, I'm going to eat one now. I'll have one later tonight and I'll have one tomorrow. So I'm like, I can't get anything hot or whatever. It'll be fucking weird tomorrow. So I order just like, you know, ham or turkey breast or whatever the fuck it is stuff with that veggies and then yeah, just don't toast it give it to me i'll stick it in the fucking fridge that was a boring story eh? um but i did it i did it i was in bed all day i watched some movies nothing to write home about or to discuss with you guys really uh i watched uh oh i watched the mummy with tom cruise eh about as much as you'd expect from it. tom cruise uh Jake Johnson, who's in like everything now. He was the voice of Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. He was in New Girl. Been in a bunch of other shit too. But so Jake Johnson was in it. I think is his name. Uh Russell Crowe. <coughs> the blonde chick from Annabelle Creation. Um <laughs> don't know her name, it's not in front of me, so I'm sorry. Um, I watched uh the the movie with the rock there, Skyscraper. That was stupid. But Nev Campbell was in it, who's Canadian. We haven't seen her in a long time. She played Sidney Prescott in the Scream movies. Um, and yeah, pretty much the only time you ever see her is when they decide to dust that franchise off and make another one. So good for her getting a movie. She's in her forties now or something. Um, I also, uh, what up? Fuck house. I remember I just, I was coughing so much that day <coughs> in the middle of the night, I was trying to sleep and I could not for the life of me get to sleep. I was in pain. I was hurting, pounding meds all day. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that next thing next. We're going to talk about on Friday night. Um, I woke up Friday not feeling well. 
sort of like, ugh, what's wrong with me? I thought maybe that I was just having like a like a cigar hangover. You know, throat was maybe a little raw and the mouth was like a little blah and I kind of had a headache or whatever. I'm like, ah, maybe I just, just, you know, too much cigar. I'm not, I'm a non-smoker. So you puff on a big ass cigar, you know, maybe you just fuck yourself a little bit. Um, but I remember, uh, over the course of the day, uh, I started to feel progressively worse in the evening though. I did, uh, get to hang out digitally with my pal red. Um, and of course, longtime listener of the podcast, red and I played, uh, on PlayStation. We played a game called don't starve together. Um, it's kind of a cool little, you know, I think it's, it was originally a single player game, but, uh, they've made a co-op version of the game and you're basically running around trying to find tools to survive. It's got a very sort of like uh, Tim Burton esque look to it. Um, I'm trying to think of something else that maybe has that kind of look, but <coughs> very sort of like sketch patty kind of like drawing style but like Tim Burton esque with like weird sort of monsters. And you're sort of like these characters running around the wilderness trying to survive. And it's the, the day comes in cycles. So it's like daytime and then dusk and then nighttime and in nighttime, if you're not near a fire or whatever, if the screen goes pitch black, you die, you get eaten by whatever's in the dark. So the whole game is, I think there's three different ways you can die. One is you starve to death. The other is you get killed by stuff or you, you know, you die in the dark or the other is you go crazy. So you need to do things to keep your mental sanity. You need to build and develop tools and, and, you know, shelter and shit and fire, you know, fire camps. Um, it was fun. We played a couple different rounds. I sucked at it cause I'd never played it before, but it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's got a lot of character. Uh, and as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are listening to this on Friday, I'm recording it Thursday night, quite late. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think, uh, red and I have a, uh, another game date, uh, you know, the same day you guys are listening to this another Friday. So, um, looking forward to, uh, to that, but I would definitely say if you haven't played the game, don't starve together, um, check it out if you're a gamer. And if you're just a fan of the podcast, maybe just uh, throw it in YouTube, just type in don't starve together in YouTube and, uh, and see what the game looks like. But it was, it was fun. It was cool to hang out with red. We shot the shit. And as it was playing both her and myself started coughing more and more. So I think that she may have been coming down with something or coming out the other side. And I was just, just beginning. So last Friday I was sick. It is now Thursday and I'm still coming off of it. So I had a nice solid fucking week of illness. Um, Saturday night, as I mentioned, so Saturday I downloaded the skip the dishes bullshit. I was in bed all day, watched some movies <coughs> come nighttime. And this was like, this is you're in bed, like trying to sleep. Couldn't sleep too much of a fever thing going on. Um, it was funny because like I was, I, I had the bad, bad, bad cough Friday night. And usually I start with like the headache, the sinuses, the sore throat, and then it moves into my chest at the end. This one started in my chest, moved into my head, completely skipped my throat in terms of like a sore swallowing pain. And then, uh, and then here it is back in my chest at the tail end, cough, cough, cough. And I think this is the cough of trying to clear all the shit out, but um, either way. So in the middle of the night, I'm like, I can't sleep. I'm so like, I'm, I've been taking, you know, Motrin and Advil cold and sinus and all these, you know, different, you know, cough suppressants, expectorants, everything, just trying to rest so I can pass out and beat this fucking cold. Well, it finally pops into my head at like three o'clock in the morning, you know, with a fucking fever and everything that like, why don't I, what about fucking CBD? You know, like I wish I could just take like a big heap and helping of like pot oil or something. Never done it. Of course. I'm not a pot smoker either, but I'm like, 
what if I just bought some fucking, it's legal now in Canada. Why don't I just fucking, you know, go online and buy some of these goddamn weed pills, you know, and maybe I could just pop them. I was talking with Chris about it. Chris was saying like, you can, you can get different, you know, different milligrams or milliliter or whatever the fuck amounts in the, the, the oil pills. And then you just take one, you know, half an hour before bed. And it just sort of like, it's, he's like, it ends your day, but you know, a lot of them are like 10 milligrams and he's like, you can buy like 2.5 milligram ones and you start with one. And then if it's not enough, you take two the next day, you know, and you just sort of find your, your dosage. And I was like, well, that could be great. So that idea popped into my head while I was sick in the middle of the night. So with the magic of the internet and impulse buying, I whip out my phone. I do very minimal amount of research and find, uh, find some, uh, fucking pot pills and order them. That was uh, Saturday. So they came, I think on Tuesday, Tuesday or something, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but yeah, so they're not a lot of them. It was like 15 pills for, uh, 20 bucks. <coughs> but of course, um, I, uh, I wasn't going to take them. Here's the thing. I was, I, I was sick and I was, I was actually starting to get sleep enough on my own. So I'm like, I'm not going to take these things. And I've had work that I had to do. You know, so I'm like, I don't, I don't, I think I want like the next morning where I don't have to get up to be able to take one of these the night before. Cause it says right on it too, like effects could last anywhere from 12 to 24 hours. I doubt they'll last 24 hours, but I'm like, fuck if it's 12 hours and I go to bed late, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go to bed at midnight and I still can't function at noon, you know? So, uh, yeah, I bought, I bought marijuana pills from the government on the internet in the middle of the night. That's how sick I was. So I've got them now. I have not, not uh, tried them yet. And here's the thing. It's interesting. I, uh, on Monday night, uh, or sorry, Tuesday night. So Tuesday, um, still sick, got shot down from Shopify. Um, I actually had an air cancer, an air Canada interview as well. Air Canada offered me like a baggage monkey job, um, you know, loading planes and gassing up planes and spraying them. And it's like, do you, are you okay with working all hours of the day, including the middle of the night? Are you okay with negative 40 temperatures? Are you okay with lifting bags over 70 pounds? Are you okay with crawling around in tight spaces? I'm like, you know, are you okay with $14 an hour? I'm like, really? Like you're really selling me on this fucking job. But of course the travel benefits, right? Getting flights at ridiculously cheap costs. Another decent side cart to stand up comedy. But I'll tell you, I had this, this, uh, job offer since, you know, two weeks ago or so. So I'll be honest, when I started doing really well in those Shopify interviews, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't even, I I'm going to go to this air Canada one. And, uh, as a formality, cause I'm pretty sure I got this Shopify one. I'm going to go, I'm going to do well just in case. Right. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do, do the air Canada interview. And, um, yeah, um, we'll see how that happens. But of course, once I got the shot down, I'm like, Oh, great. So I, uh, I prepped on, uh, on Tuesday, I prepped for that interview, got all my paperwork in order to fill it all out and, you know, did this, that, and the other, um, they, they wanted a shitload of like IDs and photocopies of said IDs and, uh, fill out the, these forms and that forms. Um, and the funny thing was like, yeah, <laughs> I was actually going to take the CBD oil that night because I wasn't feeling good. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just get a good night's sleep. Um, but here's the thing. Tuesday was my mother's birthday. So um, got shot down from Shopify, hanging my head. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my mom out for her birthday. That's going to make me and uh, me feel better. And it's going to be nice for her. 
How <laughs> funny. Reason number one, it'll make me feel better. Oh, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm going to spend some time with her anyways. I didn't want to spend time with her originally because I was sick, but I'm like, you know what? I think I'm, I'm getting over the hump and uh, I could use it. I'm, so I'm like, I'm like, we're going to take her out somewhere where I'm not breathing in her face. I'm like, we'll go to the movies, nice recliner chairs. I'm like two, two and a half feet away from it. I'll cough to my left, you know, not in her face. <clears throat> so she, uh, she wanted to go see Shazam. She likes the superhero movies as do I, this is a DC one, of course, which generally means it's going to be shit. And, uh, and I got to tell you, uh, it, it was a little lighter hearted than a lot of the other DC movies. It had definitely had some better parts, but I'll tell you this, it's a DC movie. Okay. A new character. I don't know anything about this character, but let me tell you, I, this is my, this is how I think DC writes, uh, movies. They go not movies. I apologize. This is how DC creates characters. All right, guys, I think it's time for us to add another superhero. Oh, cool. What do you, what do you have in mind? Well, let's go with what we always do. Right. Let's go with the basics. Okay. What is he? Well, he's, uh, he's going to be a, a guy who's uh, an orphan. Let's start with that. His parents dead. He doesn't have, he doesn't have parents. Um, and, uh, what are his powers? Well, we're going to make him super strong. Check. Uh, he's going to be able to fly. Okay. Check. He's going to be able to, uh, bullets. He's invincible. Bullets can't, can't hurt him. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, okay, so let's make the green lantern. Let's make Superman. Let's make wonder woman. Let's make you know, Shazam now let's just keep making the same character over and over again. And stupid fucking fanboys aren't going to be able to tell the difference between them. I'll be honest with you. That's what I like about Marvel versus DC is that their characters. Well, Marvel characters have a lot of different powers and stuff. Generally speaking, even though you think like, wow, this guy's pretty fucking invincible. He doesn't have everything. You know, I, I, I was watching Pete Holmes doing a joke about how like fucking Superman, he's got ice breath. He's got laser eyes. He's got x-ray vision. He can fly. He's invincible. He's crazy fast. Oh, that's another one too. Super speed. Shazam has super speed as well, right? Cause he can't just fly, be fast, invincible or, or sorry, fly, be invincible, be super strong. No, no. You got to also be super fast. Um, DC's characters are stupid. Anyways, uh, Shazam was cute. There was some nice laughs in it, but at the end of the day, the storyline was very stupid. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you have the story is a mix between, and I don't mean a mix like, oh, it's like a interesting kind of uh, fusion. No, I mean, it's like somebody who's stupid doesn't know the difference between Greek mythology and biblical mythology. Because in the movie, you have the seven deadly sins versus the powers of the Greek gods. So the mythologies behind it don't even make sense. There's no linear stuff with it. It's just, it, it, may, it makes no sense. Um, it's cute. It's funny. But if you care about story at all, Shazam is stupid. Um, there you go. Anyways, my point is, uh, Air Canada, right? That's what I was getting at. My Air Canada interview was Wednesday morning and I was going to take the CBD oil on Tuesday. However, the show started so late that we didn't get home until like one o'clock in the morning. And that same 12 hour thing, I'm like, oh, my interview's at 10. I don't want to still have the effects of this shit in my system. You know, when I'm going to an interview, especially now that I need the fucking job. Right. So go to the interview. All right. Uh, the ladies doing the interview were a little bit late. Their, their flight was delayed from Montreal, recognized a couple of them from my last interview. So immediately thinking, well, this isn't going to be going well, <coughs> excuse me, but I, I spoke with a different girl. Uh, she did, uh, she asked me similar questions to ones I've struggled with in the past, but I actually passed, but I actually did well. Um, 
and we're doing it. And I just, and I said to her near the end, she's like writing stuff down. She's like, okay, well, we're getting close to the interview. You know, this is the end of the interview process. And I go, I just want to say to you, I go, just because I'm, I'm sort of, you know, joking about the job, about how it's, you know, like lifting bags and in the weather. I'm like, I'm like, I want you to know that I do respect the job. You know, I do want the travel benefits, which are my main reason for applying the job. I don't, I don't think there's anything in the job description that anyone's like, yeah, that sounds great, but it's a job. And I, if I have that job, I will take it seriously and you know, I will be respectful of it and I will do it to the best of my abilities. And she smiled like a very, an actual, like a warm smile, probably her first one. She goes, okay, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, good to know. And so she goes, so in this, in this part, we've got to the end of the, the interview thing today. She's like, uh, we do have a nurse upstairs who will, will, um, be giving you the next process, giving you some, some physical tests or whatever. Um, and mobility tests. And I go, oh, okay. And she goes, um, everyone here today is not, uh, at different, they're at different parts of the, uh, interview. Not everyone will be, be going that far. Um, so please just keep that to yourself. And I go, oh, okay. So she takes me to the elevator and brings me upstairs to fill out more paperwork and speak to the nurse. Um, whose name was Kelly, by the way. And Kelly was super cool. Uh, Kelly's like, yeah, just fill out the paperwork. And if, uh, she's like, I'll be collecting urine from you. So please don't go to the bathroom or, um, Please don't go to the bathroom or, uh, you know, urinate or anything like that. <laughs> don't go to the bathroom or piss yourself, I think, because I need that sample. I'm like, oh, I've already gone. She's like, well, then let me get you some water. So, um, you know, I left before I, I did it before I left the house. I was only, you know, only gone for 40 minutes. What kind of animal am I? So she, she gives me a big old glass of water and, and fills me up. So I'm like, all right, filling out a little bit of paperwork. I go in and I sit down and chat with her and she's like, so, um, gives me a form and says, we're going to be testing for this, 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 like there's like, probably like 16 different drugs on it. I go, okay, that's what the, the piss test. I, I even said it to her. I'm like, I'm like, the piss test is for drugs, right? She goes, yeah. And then she sits me down and shows me the list of things. And on it, I see THC and, and naturally I'm like, yeah, it's pot. You're testing for pot use. But I was like, I was like, oh shit. I go, uh. I go, is, isn't, is that not, is that bad? Like you're not allowed to ingest THC. She's like, well, she goes, C, like I told her, I go, I just bought CBD pills and I was going to use them last night. I go, thank fucking Christ. I didn't, I didn't do that. And she's like, she's like, yeah. And I go, I'm, I'm not a pot guy. I'm not a pot smoker. I don't, I don't really, I don't dig it. I go, but I've just been, I've been sick and I had trouble sleeping. Someone suggested it for sleep, but I go, but the ones you get, they do have a very small amount of THC in them. Like I'm looking at the bottle right now and this, these units are, 2.5 milligrams um, of THC per unit and they're 1.7 milligrams of CBD per unit. So I was like, all right, I, uh, I go, thank God I didn't take those. And she's like, yeah, CBD is fine. She goes, you can't track it and whatever, but even though it's legal, she wants to be, she's like, we want to make sure that our employees are not taking, you know, that kind of thing. It'll probably someday, honestly, come off of their test just because it's legal now. So it's probably still too soon. But, um, she's like, yeah, I, uh, she goes, yeah, you can't, you can't test positive for, for THC and there is THC in this. So thank God for, uh, the shitty Shazam movie because, uh, had I not gone to that movie, I would have come, you know, popped the pill, gone to do my thing, done the test, pissed and failed. So thank God for small miracles. Um, but on that same account, uh, as I was being interviewed, my mother walked to uh, the dogs and she broke her foot. So, uh, or her ankle or whatever. She broke some, she's fucking stupid. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. My mom slipped in the snow cause it's never stopped snowing in Ottawa and uh, never stopped snowing ever again. Um, slipped, fell. So as I'm getting ready for an interview, she sends me a text message like, um, 
uh, I don't need anything right now. So if you're busy, let me know. But just, just wondering if you can maybe give me like when your interview's done, like maybe if you can give me a drive somewhere. And I'm thinking she has a car. So obviously she's hurt. She can't drive herself. So I'm like, mom, just do like, I called her. Luckily the interview hadn't started yet. And I'm like, mom, if you're going to have a fucking, I go, if you're trying not to disturb me, especially right at a job interview, don't send me something like, Hey, can you give me a ride or whatever? When I know you have a car, I'm going to know you're hurt and it's going to take urgency. Like, I'm, I'm not saying don't bother me, but I'm like, if I can't do anything about it at the moment, please don't add shit. Like you're hurt to my fucking list of, of anxieties and shit. So anyways, after my interview was done, I went immediately to her house, get her and drove her to the hospital where she uh, found out that her foot was broken. Um, but in the interim of her being at the hospital, I had to get to my HRV appointment, uh, at Honda because my new radio was in. So, um, had to get that fixed and that was a, a tough appointment to get on my way there. I saw for the first time in my life, <clears throat> um, I saw a NASCAR level accident, not, um, in, in volume of vehicles, but in intensity of crash, you know, and I, I don't mean like in volume, like, you know, intensity, oh, there's 97 cars, I, no, not amount of cars, the amount of, of just kaboom. So I'm driving, um, I'm headed South on Ottawa's 416 and there's like sort of a pull up. There's two highways that sort of cross or actually one merges into the other, but I was merging off the one towards the other and this guy goes flying past me. Um, I, and I'm like, holy shit, that guy's in her. And I look down. You ever do that? When someone flies past you, you look down to see how fast you're going. Like how fucking fast I was doing 120 and hundred that's kilometers an hour. So all the world except for America knows what I'm talking about in terms of speed. I was in 120 kilometers and this guy goes flying past me. I was like, Jesus Christ. Cause I see him. I, I immediately look up at how fast this guy's approaching me from behind Look down, I see I'm doing 120. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy's in a hurry and I can't imagine how fast he's going. Flies past, as he's flying past, it's a white SUV. I look to the left and I see on the back of his SUV is the handicap logo, right? The little guy sitting in the wheelchair. The handicap logo is there on the back of the vehicle. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like, I don't know who's handicapped or whatever, but what is that from the last time you were speeding around like this? You know what I mean? Like, like whatever's wrong with this guy, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's from making bad decisions or whatever. Like, it's that thought you have in your head, right? Whenever someone goes speeding, you're like, ah, oh, what a fucking maniac. So he goes driving past ahead. And uh, maybe 30 seconds or, or so later, I see off in the distance, there's other cars in front of me and stuff like that. And we're all driving, you know, highway speeds. It's on the highway. And I look in the distance and I see what looks like a white sheet, like blowing across the road right? Just at a glance, it's the first thing my brain, it's like, what is that paper sheet? Something's blowing, you know, across the wind. And, and then immediately my brain sees that it's the white SUV way up ahead and it's flipping around in the air. So here's the thing in front of me are other vehicles. All right. And this thing, and it's, we're talking way off in the distance. This thing is bouncing so high barrel rolling that it's actually popping up higher than the vehicle so that I can see. I go, what the fuck is that? Of course, everyone's slowing down now. I don't know. I couldn't see. I didn't see how the accident started. All I could see was this vehicle flip, 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 flip. And I'm like, this person's dead. This is like accident in an action movie. Like I'm seeing it with my own eyes. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So all the vehicles are slowing down. Uh, there's a good seven or eight of them that are pulling over right to the side of the highway. 
and I just slowly am approaching. I'm not. I'm not going to stop. What am I going to do? Run across and administer? Like I don't. I I am not qualified to deal with an accident like that. So I'm like, oh, there's also enough people who've stopped. I just go. I'm going to call an ambulance. So I'm continuing to drive my appointment. I I, I dial as I'm approaching the 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 wrecked fucking SUV. I'm like, I'm just looking at it, going, don't look, Josh. I don't want to see a fucking mangled. I go, I don't want to see just blood everywhere from what used to be a person. You know what I mean? Like this, I'm like, there's no way this is going to be fucking good. And I'm looking like through this, through the passenger door at the windshield, like looking for blood or something. And then after a couple seconds, I noticed that there is no windshield. Like it's not shattered and gone. It's like popped out. There is no windshield or glass, whatever to speak of. And then my angle shows me right through the front passenger driver. There's nobody at all. Like, I think I was looking at the windshield to see if there's any blood on it. You know what I mean? Like that would be my first indication if something was just destroyed. But since I saw no windshield, I was like, what? And I look through and I see there's no guy at all. And then I just see like, uh, hard to describe the angle, but because of the fact that he was like in the ditch in between the two lanes, right? Or like, like the, 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 you know, coming and going roads, he's in the ditch in between them. And I could just wear the way he's laying. All I could see is like a little bit of his back, his shoulder and his arm. And his arm was sort of like moving. His arm was moving a little bit like, like he just got thrown out of a fucking vehicle. So it wasn't like body destroyed. This, this, there was enough of them that, that his arm or whatever could sort of move. And it was like, uh, like, you know, like that, or you're like having a bad dream. You know, that's kind of what it looks like because everything else I couldn't see. So I call the emergency and uh, I say, hey, I don't know. You're probably getting a bunch of calls right now about the same thing. So, sir, I'm not getting the, call, the same calls. I go, okay, well, there's a guy who just got thrown from his fucking vehicle. Been a very big accident on the, the 416. And she's like, you know, describe this and that. And I go, just look, white SUV. The guy's probably dying right now is what I said. So I go, just 416 right from the 417. Like when you're coming off the 417, it's right on the 416 split. Before the first exit. Southbound. That's all you need to know. Southbound, you know, after that, send, send the, I'm like, this guy's probably dying right now. The amount of cars that pulled over and people were getting out, I'm like, what are you going to do? You know, A, you got to run across two lanes of fucking highway to get to them. And secondly, what do you expect you're going to see? And when you do, what the fuck are you going to do about it? You know? So I was just like, I'm just going to get my ass out of the fucking way and call an ambulance. So, you know, as she's like, okay, let me, let me get some more information. And she's like, I'm gonna put you on hold for a quick sec. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I gave her my phone number and stuff. And then she's like, oh, you know, no, okay. Okay. Now we're getting lots of calls about, it. I'm like, okay, well, that's weird that <coughs> I called the ambulance maybe 30 seconds after passing the accident. And I was not the first one there. Like I said, I was way back enough. I saw the car flipping over and over. I saw it land and stop moving clear as day. But surprised that it took like other people like two minutes. It, I, the, I was, I was not going to call the ambulance. Cause I'm like, you know what? There's seven people who pulled over. They're going to be calling the ambulance. But I'm like, you know what? You never know if you have seven people who all think that someone else called an ambulance or someone else is calling, you just have a bunch of people not doing anything. So I'm like, I'm going to call just in case. And turns out I was the first one to call it in. So no, no back padding or anything like that. I just mean, there's, there's another yay, stupid people just fucking call. Right. Better have seven calls and not need them than need one and not have it, right? Anyways, that was a fucked up thing. I've never seen an accident. And I'll be honest, like my, my, my stomach was up in my throat. Like just, it was one of those, like, I'm looking at the truck going, oh, like, I don't want to see a fucking mangled person. I don't want to see, and I couldn't look away. I couldn't, could not look away. Um, 
it was it was so fucked up. And that's the thing too, right? Like that's why a lot of guys are like cops and firefighters and stuff. Like they see paramedics, of course, too. Of course, uh, they see some fucked up shit that like once you see it, you can't unsee it, you know? So it was rough. It was rough. Um, yeah, anyways, got the car fixed, picked mom up, found her foot was broken, took her home, uh, came home, started doing some prep for the podcast. And, uh, and then we, we put a new front door in yesterday. So Jason and Colin were working on that. And I gave him a little bit of hand near the end. Um, I ended up buying a humidifier too on Monday. It was funny Monday, like knowing I had that gauntlet test in the afternoon. I was, I went out to, uh, what do you call it? Their, uh, Canadian tire, big store, like a home Depot wannabe. And, uh, and bought a humidifier and i'll be honest that was when my my chest started to open up so i was just like laying around in the afternoon just under the heavy mist of this humidifier before the gauntlet so that was uh it's a good help i'm telling you right now guys if you fucking have uh, illness if you have illness like in the chest and it's just not fucking getting any better like mine wasn't uh you might need humidifier especially when the weather is like it is in canada right now or at least in ottawa where it's still snowing it's still freezing it's still fucking december for some goddamn reason Bruh. so woke up today guys knowing i was going to give you the podcast and thought to myself hey this is uh you know uh, everything might be okay just had just had a good feeling today you know um I think my, uh, my air Canada interview went well. I asked the nurse, Oh my God, I didn't even give, I didn't even give nurse Kelly a proper shout out. Um, we were chatting, shooting the shit. And I asked her like, Hey, uh, you know, so if they're sending me up to the nurse, is that like a good sign? She goes, well, you're moving forward. And I go, does everybody move forward? She goes, no, not everybody. And I go, is it rare that they move forward? Like, I'm trying to get an idea of like, how good a sign is this? Right. Cause I'm crazy and I need to know. And she's like, she's like, yeah, you know, sometimes they move lots of people forward and sometimes it's not many. I go, all right, well, I go, how many, how many did you have before me today? Cause there was quite a few people who went into the interview and then left before me. So I don't know how many of them went up to the nurse. They, she goes, that's why they hide me up here. Because if I was on the same floor as everyone else, they'd be like, Hey, how come I'm not going in there? And they'd know right away that they weren't getting picked. Right. And interviewers wouldn't want someone to turn around and go, Hey, how come you didn't pick me and actually have to deal with the person Now They hide behind an email that says, um, thank you for applying. We're going to keep your resume on file for six months. Uh, please don't hesitate to apply for the position. You know, that's the thing is that's why they don't tell you you're not good enough. Sorry. We don't want you to work for us because in the event that they need somebody later and they have no options, they want you to, to, to apply for them and they don't want to come crawling back to you. Like, Hey, we were wrong. Could you please? No. It's, it's no, we, we welcome you the opportunity to come back to us. It's like a fucking shitty, abusive relationship where one person thinks that they're, they can find better out there, you know? So they'll, you know, they just decide, you know what, not going to, but you know what, just, just, you know, we should stay friends. We should stay friends so that someday, you know, if I happen to need somebody and I got nothing better than you, then that's what I'll go with. I think that's what I was for a long time. Um, I was just a, a good old placeholder for a long time, you know? They're hedging their bets that someone better come along. I'm, I'm just a little low. I've been uh, I've been having lots of dreams about her lately too. Can't get her can't get her out of my mind lately. But I think it's because I'm I'm uh, just I was feeling low about all the Shopify stuff. Feeling feeling low in general. I'll be honest. I I don't know what a nervous breakdown necessarily is. I know that it's the idea that your entire nervous system just gets fucking shot, and you're like having nom flashbacks even though you haven't been a nom. That's what most people act like, but. I, I was laying in bed one of the nights, uh, I think it was Tuesday night, and my brain was just, it felt like it was sideways in my head. Like, I was just like, 
what the fuck am I going to do? I go, I'm not good enough for this job. I I'm, I'm working constant jobs that are just, you know, temporary. I, I don't know how to move forward with my comedy. It's t- too hard to get spots and it's, it's, I don't know if it's going to pay well enough, but what else can I fucking do? I can't even get a job minimum wage working at an airport or, you know, uh, doing fucking tech support. I'm like, I can crush the interview. I go, what am I going to do? Am I going to work at Tim Hortons the rest of my life and be a fucking loser? I go, every property in every city is going up so expensive. I couldn't even, I couldn't even live. I could be a fucking have roommates for the rest of my life and work at Tim. Like I was just in such a panic and such a, like a, like a f- fucking feeling of worthlessness or whatever. Like, and it happens. I'm not saying this like for sympathy or anything. I'm just saying like, I know that shit like this happens to you guys too. Um, not all of you. Some of my friends are successful. Um, but just, just that whole fucking like, what am I going to do? What the fuck am I doing? You know, kind of, kind of feeling. So it, it was, it was harsh, man. It was really fucking rough. And I think that just being low like that too, makes me run back to my codependencies of like, Oh, I just want somebody who's going to make me feel good or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So anyways, yakety yak. Hey, why don't I, why don't I, why don't I pick this up by having another super successful person, uh, plug my podcast. What's up everybody. This is DJ Demers from Conan O'Brien and America's Got Talent. And you are listening to the one man podcast. <laughs> There's another one there. I also haven't edited any of these in yet, so hopefully I remember exactly the points where I've done that so that, I, uh, so that I'm able to fucking, uh, you know, make sense of this. Otherwise, it's just me throwing to something that never happens. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyways, today, like I said, I woke up with a bit of a, a better attitude because, you know, for now, I thought I didn't do well in my Air Canada interview. What do you know? They let me go up to the nurse. So the nurse said uh, that I was the first one that day to, um, yeah, well, that's, that started a story and then fucking went off in a different direction. Point is, is that they fucking tell you, eh, no worries, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And they hide the nurse upstairs so that they don't have to worry about it. So I asked nurse Kelly, Hey Kelly, what's the story with, uh, you know, how many people did you see before me? And she said, I was the first one that day. I was like, Oh, that's great news. That makes me feel great. Her and I shot the shit for a little bit afterwards. And as a matter of fact, she wrote down the name of the podcast and she may very well be listening. So if that's the case, thank you, Nurse Kelly, for all your, uh, your, you know, you're being cool, having some laughs with me and, uh, and thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope it's exceeding all of your expectations at this point. Um, but anyway, so it was kind of cool. I was like, I was excited about that. And then when I left, I opened the door and there's two more people waiting to see her. I was like, ah, fuck competition. And I said, hey, do you guys want to do some ecstasy or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Try to get them all. Try to fuck up their pistis. Oh, oh, that was weird. Yeah, I got I to gotta tell you about that. So she's like, I need you to get urine. And I finally, you know, had to go. So she gives me the cup. It's a weird looking cup. And she's like, it looks like there's a lot in there, but it's not. It looked, it's almost like it looked like there was like a whistle in the bottom, like this big wide whistle. Anyways, you pee into it and there's some sort of like, I guess, drug test litmus paper. But I'm like, I didn't really have to go. And here's the thing. I am uh, what you call a grower, not a shower. So I'm like, I, I'm trying to find a way to like piss into this cup with a flaccid penouse. And the thing is like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know if you've ever like, you ever, you ever, you ever had a, like a, what are they like? You know, you okay. You know, when you're drinking cough syrup and they get the little cap. You ever tried to rinse that thing out by turning the water on maximum speed and hitting that tiny little cup or shot glass. It fires right the fuck out of it. Right. And if I'm sticking my thing, you know, very close to myself and then firing full blast, I don't want to spray piss all over myself. So I'm very gingerly trying to like put it in the cup and not piss everywhere, you know, like let a little bit out. 
And it's funny because there was like little measurement lines. There's like 20, 20, 40, and 60 milliliters. And she's like, I need, I need, uh, she's like, I need, uh, you don't have to give me all 60 milliliters, but I definitely need at least 20 for it to work. And I was like, okay. So I'm like, little in it, like pull it out, look. Okay, not not not, not the twenty yet, and then a little more. I'm like, okay, I'm not quite at not quite at forty. I'm like, I could definitely give a little more. And every time I like try to put my thing back in it, I'm like, I'm not quite. For some reason, just in a hotel bathroom, trying to do this, it's just weird. I could barely feel if I was. I I wasn't sure because the, the the lid flipped up, and it had like a clip lid on the top, so it was kind of like I couldn't. I couldn't tell if I was actually touching the lid and not in the thing. So I didn't want to piss against the lid and get it everywhere. So I was like trying to make sure I was actually in the, uh, in the cup. It was just funny. Like, you know, that old, I, I was telling her, I'm like, it's, it's really making me self-conscious. The fact that I've never had to ask myself, is it in yet? You know, you know, that old fucking joke. Is it in yet? <laughs> I was like, I've never had to ask myself, is it, is it in yet? Jesus Christ. So she got a kick out of that and I died a little on the inside. But that was weird. So then, yeah, when I came back and sat down, she peeled it off. She's like, there you go. You tested negative for anything. I go, what did I tell you? I'm a fucking choir boy. I go, I'm so glad I didn't have that fucking CBD pill because I would have failed the THC part. And then I wouldn't get to be a baggage monkey in negative 40 degrees for minimum wage uh, in the middle of the night. Don't forget the middle of the night. Um, lifting 70 pound bags. So today, getting back to this for the third time, third to attempt to tell this story. Um, I woke up this morning, <coughs> started getting the final preparations ready for the podcast. And then I started, um, started getting to work on some of the emails and shit that I had to, to do. Um, not emails from you, lovely people, emails, uh, for work stuff, you know, back to that grind of, okay, work's running out. What am I going to do? 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 So I, I, uh, actually looked at my thing, my buddy, Paul Verzi, who's been interviewed on the podcast. And, uh, I actually want to get a hold of Paul to record a, a thing. We were chatting a couple days ago and I just haven't had the opportunity to call him back again. I've been sick, right? I've been sick. So, um, not a great excuse, but fuck it. Whip out all my electronics and shit, you know, try to set it all up so I can record some promos with him over the phone. It's like, nah, it's, I'm not feeling well. I will do that when I'm feeling better and what, and for what, you know? So I, uh, I chatted with Paul. Paul's recording his 400th episode of the Verzi effect podcast, um, at Gotham on May 6th. Um, he's a good buddy of mine. I haven't seen him since his, uh, special recording. So I am going to go, uh, go down for that. And, uh, and I was speaking to Simon about it the other day, just how it's one of the things I want to do. And Simon was like, well, I'd, I'd like to go with you. And you know what? I haven't hung out with Mikey in a while. So, uh, Mikey and I went to LA together, of course. And I, uh, I reached out to Mikey and said, Hey man, I'm thinking of going to, to New York for a couple of days. Do you want to come? And he's like, well, let me reach out. So he reached out to, uh, you know, his people see what his availability is. And, uh, and then I booked, uh, booked an Airbnb. So it looks like myself, Simon and Mike, you're going to New York for, uh, for three days beginning of May. That's pretty exciting. So I booked that trip today, uh, logistics and everything like that. Um, splash reached out to me because they're doing another week of LCBO things here in Ottawa coming up soon. So I got myself another week's worth of work, work, one more week to keep the wolves from the door. Um, and then Karma, you know, Karma, the ones who I do a lot of work with, um, they reached out to me to, you know, with some details about a pretty, pretty outstanding uh, activation, which I'm very excited for. The only thing is if I get this Air Canada job, I don't, 
I won't be able to do this. And here I think too, is they've submitted me to the client. So the client has to accept me for the karma thing. Air Canada has to accept me for the Air Canada job. So both, both could come back and say no, which would be yet more heaping helpings of rejection. But I'll be honest with you, I'm still wet from it this week. So I don't think it's gonna make a difference. It's like someone spraying with you, you know, with a hose and then it rains. Well, it doesn't fucking matter. You're soaking wet, you know? So that's me with rejection right now. I am wet with rejection. And uh, I don't think I've coughed in a little bit, eh? Knock on wood. But yeah, this karma gig will have me from the middle of May till the end of June on the road. Um, I would actually be flying out to Vancouver, then to Calgary, then to Edmonton, then to Regina. So I would be in British Columbia, Alberta, um, and, uh, and Saskatchewan doing weeks of things, uh, out there, um, which is, uh, sounds like a shitload of fun. I, and I would love to do that. I, I, those are f that, that whole part of the country I haven't seen. Um, so I would, I would love that opportunity. The only issue is if I do that, I can't do the Air Canada job, right? Or if I do the Air Canada job, I can't do that other thing. Um, so it sucks. I mean, does it? It's not like I've been offered both. Let's see which one of them wants to uh, put a ring on it <laughs> and we'll go from there. But that's, that's been, uh, that's been a lot of the shit that's been going on with me. So, you know, someone stole my McDonald's app info. I failed an interview. I I've done decent at another one so far. Um, played some games with friends, ordered three subs, like a fat fuck. Um, what else did I do? I do anything else. I, uh, I actually canceled two spots. I was bitching earlier about, uh, having to turn down. Well, not getting enough stage time. The worst was I finally booked two spots and I couldn't do either of them. I had a spot on Tuesday, uh, which I couldn't do. I was, I was, hadn't have any new jokes prepped and I wasn't feeling particularly well. Um, and then uh, late show Saturday, late show Saturday, I had to skip. I actually had a friend, uh, Vanessa who's, uh, you know, uh, I think Vanessa's written into the podcast before, not, uh, not red, different Vanessa. Red is red. Vanessa is Vanessa. And she, um, yeah, she's written in and actually, I, I, I think I featured her very first standup. Uh, on the podcast, one of the memories of that. So, um, she was gonna be at the show. I had to cancel that show. So I canceled late night, Saturday. I canceled, uh, Tuesday. So there we go. Finally caught some things, uh, for stand up, and I got sick. Didn't write anything of course. And, uh, and then, you know, had to give them up that sucked. So before moving on to the next part of the podcast, an hour and 20 minutes in, I, uh, I thought I'd, I'd pull up a little couple, just a couple. I wanted to get more, but again, the, the amount of prep I had to do and, and <clears throat> I wanted to record this first thing in the morning. Instead, I was getting emails. Oh, uh, here, I'll give you guys this piece of information too. This actually happened uh, late this evening and I forgot to add it to the notes is, um, I go, I got an email invitation to go get finger digital fingerprints, uh, for air Canada. So again, I'm moving forward, but so far, you know, every time I move forward, it hasn't meant shit. I remember the day we used to go for an interview, you got the job or you didn't. This taking your time over and over. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a little uncomfortable giving them my fingerprints if they're not hiring me. If they're hiring me, take my fingerprints. If you're not hiring me, fuck you. You don't get my fingerprints on file. I'm not, I'm not printing myself. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to you guys? So... Yeah, whatever. I'm doing it anyways because I'm a what am I? I'm a good bitch. 
Um, but I'm, I, I, I don't know. Part of me is kind of like, do I have to give you my fingerprints if you're not hiring me? You know, like I'd rather you didn't have, I'm happy to give you the information if I work for you, but if I'm not, I don't want that, that information to be out there. You know, please tell me that one. Send me an email about that one. Contact the one man podcast before dot, dot four. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm already into the next sentence. Contact at one man podcast.com and tell me if you were in the process of being hired for a job or sorry, if you're going through the interview process for a job and at one point they ask you to go get your fingerprints, give them your fingerprints, but you've got no confirmation of this job whatsoever. Would you do it? You know, they want to scan your retina. They want to take, you know, maybe your credit history. I don't know. I, 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 part of me is like, I just don't want that out there for no fucking reason, you know? Cause what if they get hacked or something, you know, now someone's got that on me. I'm not one of those guys who thinks I'm so interesting. In fact, I'm one of those people who every time someone's like, well, don't, don't, don't give the grocery store your postal code. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. Certain pieces of information you could just Google and get. So I'm not that secretive, but your fingerprints, you know, like the kind of thing, like that main piece of evidence that if someone commits a crime, you know, that they kind of look for, I don't know something about that's weird. Anyways, that I'm doing tomorrow. And, uh, here's the trivia, two little pieces of trivia. You know, like I said, I wanted to have more, but these things kept coming up, right? Every two minutes, another thing I have to put in the calendar or whatever. So anyways, um, I thought I'd give you guys two stats. Okay. So in these hundred episodes that you guys have listened to, this is just the episodes. This is uh, interviews are not counted in this, but in the, uh, in the episodes themselves, uh, you guys know what the longest episode that I've ever done is, I don't even think it's going to be today's, um, longest episode, episode number 76 clocked in at three hours and nine minutes long, three hours and nine minutes long for episode number 76. That was when Mikey and I were in Los Angeles. So obviously we had a lot to talk about. That was a fun, fun time. Um, so yeah, episode number 76, three hours and nine minutes. Shortest episode of the one man podcast episode 49 was 33 minutes long. And I believe that is the episode <coughs> I couldn't tell from the write up. But I believe that's the episode. First time I was sick having to record the podcast. I laid on my back with the microphone and I just talked about the movies I was watching. And you know what? Yeah, I would have done that this week had it not been an episode number 100 with a bunch of fun shit. Okay? So uh, so let's do that, right? We've got, uh, I've thrown to two things already. Why don't, I, why don't I throw to another and we'll get on to the sponsors. Hey, it's Paul Meyerhog from the Comedy Network and Comedy Central. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. This week, what are we at now? Oh, oh my God. Uncle John's Bathroom Readers, PortablePress.com. My partner's at PortablePress.com. And my nose is itchy, so I lost my place in the book. Alrighty. This week, I am reading from one of my favorite books that they have. A cute, adorable title. Do geese get goosebumps and 199 other perplexing... What is it? Perplexing questions with astonishing answers. Sorry, I'm trying to draw a dot. I got my little system here for marking what articles I want to read and which ones I actually have read. So this one here is called Easy E. I thought this one here with my my big failure high school dropout ass can't get a job in his fucking mid-30s, even with my vast experience ass. I thought this was an interesting article. The question in uh and the question in question is why is the letter E not included in grading? 
right? Various methods of grading have been used by schools around the world for centuries. The one employed by most educational centers in the United States dates back to at least 1897 at Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts. In those days, it was a lot harder to earn an A. The grade only covered scores between 95 and 100%, whereas B represented between 85 and 94. Um, The students who earned scores between 75 and 84% got Cs, and as strange as it might sound, Ds were set aside for those who hit the 75% uh, mark. Anyone who scored lower than that number earned an E. A year later, university officials decided to bump E up a notch and to add F, which stood for failure. The system proved popular and spread quickly to colleges and other schools across the country. Gradually, the E was phased out because some of the students thought it stood for excellent. The E was all but gone by 1930. And there you fucking go. Nice quick one for you, right? From my partners at PortablePress.com. Do geese get goosebumps? And more than 199 perplexing questions with astonishing answers. Um, Who else we got? We got my partners at Absolute Comedy, huh? Absolute Comedy, book me for a spot and I will call in sick twice in a week. Check out absolutecomedy.ca to find that information about all three clubs, Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston. My pals, Absolute Comedy. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back, guys. And who did I forget? Anybody? No, I did not. My pals at DK, Dorling Kindersley. And again, those two books that I've been trying to read... Do you think I was sitting around reading while I was fevered? Nope. And again, they're important books. I am not phoning it in. So I picked up a little bit smaller one, one that I felt was relevant to the week and one that I thought (coughs) I could handle in my, my weakened state. And you bet I ass, I could bet I ass. I'm not back guys. You know, actually that's how I operate. I frequently talk so fast. I, um, you know what? I collide words together like an accident on the 416, you know, my two thoughts, just, they slam into each other. They flip, they barrel roll. And when they land, they don't look anything like they were supposed to. On that lovely note, the book in question this week is called the CBD oil solution. So treat chronic pain, anxiety, insomnia, and more without the high includes over 40 recipes for CBD edibles and wellness products. So guys, this book is not just a cookbook. It's actually, um, well, I mean, it's basically how do you use CBD oil? It talks a lot about like in all DK fashion. They don't just go, hey, they're not they're not the loony spoons. All right, fuck those bitches. This is actually, as usual, explains what the different uses of CBD oil is, right? So they they say here's what CBD oil is, and section on is it right for you, right? And describing the different kinds of uses for CBD. So how to use CBD for anxiety? How to use it for sleep? 
how to use it for muscle pain. All these different things are in this book. And then there's a nice section at the back that has different things that you can make with CBD oil. So you can make like salt scrubs. Um, I think there was like a skin salve or sorry, sink salve that they called it kitchen sink salve. Um, they have uh, like a, there's like a matcha that you can make with it. Um, they make cooling aloe lotions, massage bombs. Like there's all sorts of really cool stuff in there. There was actually, uh, where was it? Uh, pistachio stuffed dates, but they teach you how to use the CBD oil for cooking. So how to deal with, with stuff like that. But of course you got to read the book. There's a lot of different parts of it that sort of get into it. <coughs> they make Mexican hot chocolate which doesn't mean to use real sugar, uh, an invigorating and nourishing hot cocoa beverage infused with CBD and the flavor of true cinnamon with a dash of heat from cayenne. Use cayenne cinnamon to give this hot cocoa a distinctive sweet and floral cinnamon flavor. Oh yeah. Tummy tea, birthday cake, bang, B H A N G bang. It's so cool. Yeah. There's so many different recipes. I love the FAQ sections with the CBD, CBD oils you know, determining frequency of use and stuff like that. Like, again, I, I, I could go into it. There's so much information in each section that um, it's really interesting. If you're like me, where people are, you know, like you're not a pot. My biggest thing was the fact that I didn't want to smoke pot for the healing effects in terms of like painkillers and then have to get high. CBD oil is that exactly it. Like I said, right in the book, CBD oil solution, treat chronic pain, anxiety, insomnia, and more without the high. And I'll just, I'll read you the back real quick, guys, give you a little bit more details. And I know I'm not giving it a, I'm giving it a broad strokes, but you know, I'm going to start trying this stuff unless I get the, uh, unless I get the Air Canada job, I get the Air Canada job. I guess I can never do this stuff because I get piss tested and I'll get fired. But if, if you know, I still want to read this and know this. I got family members. Like my, here's the thing. My mom is not a pot smoker at all, at all, at all. And, um, you know, with my dad, uh, playing around with oils and pots and stuff like that and using it for chronic pain and stuff that he's had. Um, my mom has been an advocate of it. She's like, it seems to help him. And she's like, maybe someday I'll, I'll be, you know, medicine and stuff that I'm taking won't be helping me. And maybe there'll be something more natural. Like maybe it's something that I'll actually need. So she's open to it. So you never know. Like she could probably, she could learn how to fucking cook and maybe she'd be able to turn this into something that she could use. But you know, I, uh, it's fascinating stuff, man. It's, it's, it's cool to see, uh, you see us growing. There's a lot of evidence that says it's a real natural way to help. Anyways, I just, I digress. Discover the power full benefits of hemp derived CBD oil. Cannabidoid, cannabidoil, bidoil, fuck you, reading. CBD oil is captured uh, headlines as a revolutionary product for health and wellness. The non-psychoactive compound found in cannabis boasts serious benefits for the mind and body. It can be used to treat a variety of medical conditions, including chronic pain, migraines, anxiety, insomnia, and more. This comprehensive guide from a leading medical practitioner gives you everything you need to know about CBD and will teach you how to safely use this remarkable product to treat your symptoms and improve your quality of life. Yeah, side note. Yes, it's a doctor who wrote this book. Not, uh, it's not fucking Matthew McConaughey's character from Beach Bum, you know? It's not, it's not Seth Rogen and fucking, oh, why can't I think of his goddamn name? The stupid other one from Pineapple Express, James Franco, that my brain, please, please, does CBD oil put my brain back together? Will it fill the hoils like Spider-Man hoils? It's too late. I'm already fucked. I need this thing to fill the holes in my brain. It's never going to happen. Anyways, get the facts about CBD oil 
what it is, how it works, and how often, how it differs from medical marijuana. Find out more about the many benefits of CBD, what ailments it can treat, and how it can help alleviate your symptoms. Learn what to look for when purchasing CBD and how to buy high-quality CBD products. With over 40 recipes for beverages, sweet and savory dishes, and a variety of spa and wellness products, you'll find a CBD solution that's right for you. And like I said, it's written by a doctor. Dr. Rashna Patel is an internationally recognized expert in the field of medical cannabis. She teaches patients how to use CBD oil to relieve their symptoms, transform their health, and live a better quality of life. Connect with her and find helpful articles, online programs, and more at drrashnapatel.com. Um, super cool book. I, I enjoyed reading the sections about kind of how CBD and how it works and different stuff like that. And, um, without giving too much away, um, I, I'm looking forward to actually like, you know, I didn't read all the recipes. Um, I, I glanced at those, but, um, it's, it's fascinating. I actually didn't want to get too wicked into it because of the fact that I don't want to fucking, you know, not get into it. And then I can't do it because of the job. Right. So CBD oil solution guys, uh, definitely check it out for my partners at DK dot com in the states slash ca in canada and um yeah just check out dk books anywhere else when you're googling all over the planet um not doing a uh, touch and go this week guys not doing it i don't know if touch and go is gone i don't know if anyone's interested in it because i haven't heard whether or not he is and uh that's how i rock this podcast i wait and i see if i can hear some fucking feedback and if i don't then uh then i go you know what maybe this is just for me and it's one more thing i have to think of and implement on the podcast and i don't like homework which is why I dropped out of high school. So let me, uh, let me throw to another friend. How about I do that? I've another friend. Hey, anybody else? Any other, any other successful people want to chime in? Give me a quick little pat in the back. Huh? All right. That was funny. Um, what else we got here? Oh, email time, huh? Email time, email time. Oh, first person writing in this week, right? And of course I, I want to, you know, recommend everybody. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, I forgot to mention, uh, coming up this week, nothing, nothing coming up this week. My calendar is completely blank. <laughs> That's all. Of course, only a few days until the next podcast, because this one's coming out late, but, uh, shy of giving them my personal fingerprints, uh, without the, the, the promise of a job, I have nothing booked for the rest of this week. So how about that? Uh, if you want to send an email to the one man podcast, send it to contact at one manpodcast.com and I'll read it on the air. Uh, Mika writes, I remember I had asked you guys a long time back, uh, a long time ago, a while back <laughs> to send in emails for the hundredth episode. Well, the first person who took the bull by the horns and sent one in is my good buddy, Mika. And I asked if this podcast has, you know, made you think of anything, if there's anything that you liked, if it's inspired you to do anything good or bad, also stuff like that. And I think the episode I was talking about how I ordered uh, egg rolls three times in a week, Mika wrote an email that merely said, I'm inspired to eat egg rolls three times a week. Mika, I am happy to have inspired you. Personally, when he sent that, my first thoughts were, has he, I go, I, I go, I think he might be giving me shit for eating egg rolls three times a week. Like that's the inspiration. It's like, really? You think you're, you think you're inspiring people, Josh, and you're fucking eating egg rolls three times a week. I don't know why. I think it's because Mika's giving me shit in the podcast for it. But then I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, he's, I think he's trying to be cute. But you, nowadays people have to put like smiley faces at the end of sentences. So, you know, it's a positive and not a negative because insecure people like me will immediately assume it's a dig. Mika, regardless, I am grateful for your email and I hope you're doing well, my friend. Vanessa. 
AKA Red, my pal Red. We don't starve together. Red writes, hey, Josh, congrats on 100 episodes. You better not have recorded this early today or else this will mean nothing. No, I did not. In fact, I'm super late. You asked for my fave moments on the podcast and here we go. So first of all, some of my favorite moments and most enraging are when you talk about one thing and then immediately contradict yourself in the next sentence. Often this is related to your weight loss goals. So I was a good bitch this week and worked out, but then I got totally wasted, thereby filling yourself with God knows how much sugar and proceeded to down an entire pizza. (laughs) Talk about a slap in the forehead. Yeah, that's, uh, I believe I have recently addressed that. You know, you're good until you get the alcohol going and then you just hate yourself. Anyways, nothing but love for you, bro. I know. I appreciate that, Red. Uh, my other favorite moments are when you try to cat- cater <laughs> cater to Peter's neuroses. Guess what? The rest of us don't give a flying fuck if you drink during the podcast. So slurp away, my friend. Slurp away. Uh, and finally, my most of all favorite moment was getting to record a podcast with you while I was in Ottawa. Always love getting into our banter and relieving our youths. Yeah. Best of luck to you, buddy. And here's to another hundred. Thank you, Red. I do appreciate that. It was fun. I loved having you on the podcast. I honestly, anytime any of my friends want to sit down and record a podcast with me, I'm, I'm down for that. You know, uh, obviously with comedians and people who are in the entertainment business and stuff like that, it's easy to record like a bonus episode. That's kind of all about them. But for friends that listen to the podcast and stuff, I'm, I'm always happy to have you guys sitting with me. Crystal's done them with me. Red's done them with me. Chris has done them with me. I, uh, I, I, if I'm missing anybody else who sat down and done one with me, you know, uh, Mikey, Mikey did one with me when we were in LA, <clears throat> uh, Kamar's popped on them before, you know, I, I love having that. And I, and I feel like it's better dynamic when there's two people, you don't have to, you know, carry the whole thing yourself. Um, Mark writes, Mark writes in wanting to congratulate you on your hundredth podcast. I've enjoyed every one and I'm looking forward to many more. Keep up the great work. Your faithful listener, Mark, thank you very much, buddy. Mark was checking in on me this week too. Uh, you know, just messaging and seeing how I'm doing, seeing how the interviews were going and shit like that. So, you know, I don't remember telling that many people that I had a Shopify interview, but I think you guys could just fucking tell. Um, but regardless, I just, I thank each and every one of you guys for, for the time, uh, you know, messaging and things like that. I, uh, I appreciate it. You're always welcome to, again, I'd rather an email <laughs> just so it gives me content for the next episode. But in terms of just the fact that you guys message, reach out, Peter actually, you know, Red just spoke about Peter, Peter reached out, checked in on me, said he heard the, you know, the little episode 99.999. He goes, you sound rough, man. And he goes, you know, it's, and everyone's like, it's funny that the hundredth is the first late one. I go that it had to be. I, I didn't want to make it late at all, guys, but you've heard how much I was talking. I did not have it on Tuesday. Didn't have it. And I wasn't going to make it a short little, I am, this is a sick episode, guys. So here's 20 minutes of blah, blah. And I'm out. <coughs> Couldn't do it. Didn't have a book read. It wasn't going to pick. I, I, I was fucked and I'm sorry. And I was down, man. I was down. Ah, so I hope you'll forgive me. I promise it's not a trend starting. Uh, just episode 100. And not to mention, I'm not even done yet, guys. It's 10 o'clock. Um, and I still have to do a bunch of post-production. I have to edit a bunch of things into this. I still have another thing I want to record prior to it. So it's, um, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. So, um, but regardless, just no, no big excuses. Just thank you. You know, and I still, I don't know if it keeps the streak alive. I did still have something out on Wednesday. I didn't just no show. I had something. It just wasn't a full episode. So I don't know. I, uh, Hey, Send me an email, contact at onemanpodcast.com and tell me, does it really count? And I also do my bonus episodes on Friday, which is when I'm making sure that this is available to you. So technically I did drop two things this week. So you guys tell me, 
do you think it counts? You know, do I get to claim that the streak is still alive because I technically put something out on Wednesday right when you needed to have it? You know, does that count? Anyways, you know, and uh, last last email, my buddy Chris writes. <coughs> Fuck. Uh, Chris writes, hey, Josh, growing up, I feel I denied my true self, who I really was, for a fear of being judged, being accused of walking the unpopular path. Because of that, I feel I wasted a lot of my youth on not being me. Heads up, because here comes a giant cliche. If I only knew then what I know now. Now I know what you were thinking. Oh my God, Chris is finally coming out. Nope, I didn't think that for a second, buddy. Didn't think that for a second. You're a good writer and I know you know how to tell a tale. So you didn't, you didn't fish me in in the slightest. So, oh my God, Chris is coming out. No, I'm saving that for my daughter's wedding day, Chris says. What I'm talking about is my appreciation of many things nerdy. I do not think that that's a secret, Chris. I think we're all very aware. Uh, mine too, right? You're, you you got your nerd jizz on me and uh, now I'm trying to get my nerd jizz on other people. It's just how it works. Um, one of my favorite places to browse board games was the comic book shop on Clyde for Josh's international listeners who I don't, uh, who don't know what that is. Google it. Um, I love being able to, I love that you're, I love that everyone else is now being mindful of the international listeners as well. <coughs> Fuck. Um, I love being able to hold the game I was considering buying. A hefty weighted, um, do those two words mean the same thing? Box was a good indication of a quality made game. Now I'm talking production quality and not whether the game itself is quality. This is something you can't do with an online purchase. Uh, as well as browsing games, my family and I would also, sorry, would also looked at the toys. Chris, Chris, you were in a hurry. Uh, knickknacks and of course comics. Yeah, the comic book shop is like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a U.S. chain. I don't think Hot Topic is what that is, but it's got all sorts of stuff. T-shirts and and board games and knickknacks and statues and comic books and shit like that. <clears throat> As a kid, I always enjoyed the idea of comic books, but I never got into them. I didn't know anyone else who was into them, so I didn't have an, uh, an entry point into that world. Uh, you can't just pick up a comic mid-story arc, you'd be confused as fuck. Plus, I had no money. I was a kid, so I never bought any. Now I have a little more disposable income, and I happen to be browsing at the same time that DC, fuck you, Josh, <laughs> was restarting all their comics back to number one. Yeah, you, you feel like DC, you're an idiot. I explained it earlier. Um, so I decided to jump into the world of comics. So yes, DC reset their universe at one point, and we're like, we're doing it from brand new, except they didn't erase characters. Um, my hero of choice was Nightwing. Batman's first and most faithful ward, Dick Grayson, cast aside his bird costume to don a new persona. Still a bird, but more badass. The storylines were interesting, and I liked the tie-ins with other Gotham characters, which had me checking out their comics to get the complete scope of what was going on. Very clever, DC. Uh, but after several dozen issues, I began to notice a trend. One that seemed to run amok on new TV... Uh, on, sorry, on network TV, crisis resolution, crisis resolution, crisis resolution. Just when you thought they'd face their toughest challenge yet along comes, who's it? Dragon Ball Z, another nerd thing I close, I closeted back in the day was famous for this. It got boring. So I canceled my subscription and gave up on comics until saga. Whew. We finally made it to the point of my email. As a matter of fact, Chris, I called you and told you that Saga is something that I have collected as well. Haven't read any of yet, but I was highly recommended to me. I like that Image doesn't tie in 
a bunch of different characters from a bunch of different series, so you have to start reading everything. Anyways, Chris says, Foof, we finally made it to the point of my email. Saga, written by Brian K. Vaughn and illustrated by Fiona Staple, is your classic Romeo and Juliet. Two star-crossed lovers from the planet Landfall, the other from Wreath, Landfall's moon, Landfall's moon and mortal enemy. Oh, okay. But instead of, spoiler alert, killing themselves like in Romeo and Juliet, they decide to fuck and have a whoopsies. I remember as soon as Chris is like, but instead of, spoiler alert, I thought he was going to ruin Saga, because I'm like, no, I haven't read it. But yeah, spoiler alert, they kill themselves, Romeo and Juliet. They decide to fuck and have a whoopsies. So these two fuck and have a baby. All right. Romeo and Juliet, be real. Uh, now our two protagonists, along with their abomination, are on the run from their governments who want nothing more than to make the family pay for their treasonous act. Saga has an insanely colorful cast of odd, batshit crazy, how did they come up with this shit characters? From a royal nation of androids with TV and computer monitors for heads to large hairless cats that can detect lies the moment they are told. The books at times are absolutely hilarious, grotesquely violent, and unapologetically sexual. Every manner of sexuality you can think of, keep in mind that I don't know every manner of sexuality, is addressed and visualized. You know, Chris, I feel like you're a sex studious, studious, student, student, wow, studious. Why do you say study? What is the person who studies? A student. God, I'm stupid. Fuck, you know what? All these companies are right not to hire me. Um, so if, yeah. Uh, so if Sir say Sir Loras Tyrell frolicking with their baby boy led you to proclaim that Game of Thrones is shit and the Lord Almighty will smite us all, then Saga ain't for you, hillbilly. Disclaimer, after 54 issues or nine volumes or three books, depending on the method you choose to read it, the author and illustrator have decided to go on a hiatus lasting at least a year. This was back in July 2018. And they left us with one hell of a cliffhanger. Anyways, Saga, high praise from me. Happy 100th, 100th Joshua. Thank you, Chris. And thank you to each and every one of you guys. All right? I appreciate each and every one of you. You knows I loves you. Right? I loves you. I loves you. I loves you. <coughs> Fuck me. So, yeah. Um, I, I appreciate it. Jesus Christ, guys. I'm so sorry. I've got like other little notes, and I'm just looking at the shit I have to do afterwards. And it distracted me. Um, that's it, guys. Any of you, one last time, contact the one man podcast.com. You want to send in an email. I appreciate it. Um, thank you to everyone who did. Thank you for listening guys. A hundred episodes. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. Um, you know, some weeks are up, some weeks are down, but I'm really glad that you guys are out there listening. I hope this one was interesting to listen to. And I hope that some of the stuff that I can pepper in at the makes it good. It makes me feel good that, you know, uh, I've had some people, I like when I first launched this podcast, I get a you know, hundred people that were, you know, downloading it first day. I don't have that many now. Um, at least again, I can't track the streams, but in terms of people who are, you know, subscribed and download every day, you know, if somebody happens to wander into this thing on the wrong week, uh, it's easy to see why they would never come back. <laughs> but I, I appreciate those of you who are with this rain or shine, um, means a lot. It really truly means a lot. And I will tell you this, um, when I'm having some of those weeks that are just seem to be back to back garbage. And sometimes it lasts longer than that. Um, this podcast is a nice little thing that I have to throw out to the universe, you know, and the fact that, um, you, I know that there's, there's, you know, you guys are out there listening. Um, it makes me feel not, uh, not as alone. 
you know, so it's a, it's a plus. I'm very, very lucky to have you out there. And I'm, I'm really grateful for anyone who takes any of your time. All of us have, have limited time. Um, time is a currency and I do from the bottom of my heart, appreciate that you spend it with me. Um, if you guys keep listening, I'll keep doing it. So thank you so much. And that's honest to God. I, I it feels so good sometimes to be able to get shit off my chest or whatever. Um, so I want you to know that, um, that's one of the reasons too, where I push for you guys to email you know, it's tough to just sort of like lay shit on the line or whatever, but I don't even care what it is. If it's happy, go lucky, whatever. I just, it means a lot to know that you guys are out there listening. And if you, if, if I can give you an outlet, you know, if you're going through some shit or there's something that, you know, maybe you're going through some shit and then it finally pays off. And then you just want to scream the celebration from the rooftops, then do that. I, I don't care. Positive, negative, you know, giving me shit, whatever it is. If anything helps you guys getting some stuff out that, you know, um, do it contact at one podcast.com. I don't care what it is. I'll read it. And, uh, and you know, I'm never going to judge you for it. Right. So let's have, let's have fun. Here's to however many more of these are until you stop listening or my heart explodes. All right. Um, thank you to all my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, And of course, dk.com in the U S slash CA at the end of that for my Canadian listeners, um, or just DK books, you know, everywhere else. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you have a a great, you know, we're only going to be a few days before you hear from me again. All right. So have a great weekend. Hopefully wherever you are, it's getting warmer. Winter's ending. And, uh, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Hopefully, you know, we'll have some good news. I'll tell you what happens when they suck my fingerprints off and throw me in a, a dark cage. That's what, that's why I assume these government things do with you. All right. Cheers guys. Talk to you next week. It might seem crazy. 